Podcast Show, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building good relationships on scale while growing the customer universe. What is popping? Guys, it is crazy. October the 24th, six days away from November. This has been an insane week for multiple reasons. The ad world is on fire. As you know, I live in the ad world. I have, I work specifically for loan officers, but I do this podcast for all entrepreneurs because I love conducting. I think entrepreneurs is a very, very special breed. And I absolutely love you guys because you're creating solutions for the world. You're always tweaking and improving. And after a while, you just start to fall in love with the game. So that's why I talk about helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily. Because once you have acquisition down, once you have that down to a science, you got volume flowing. Now you just improve the process. Now you just improve the 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 environment and the products and just make it better and better. And got a lot of cool things I want to talk about. If I can pull up my notes right here. I want to talk about early voting that has skyrocketed. I want to talk about that. I want to talk about what I have learned this week and why do I keep talking about the elections? Because it does it it, it affects us affects us a lot. In fact, this week and next week on the alert Facebook is giving a lot of people problems in the ad world. I'm hearing it from all over. Got a message from from my sister-in-law. She talks about how her reach has dropped. I am seeing it from, from a lot of different places in the ad world. Not for everybody. Not for everybody. But if you was very highly dependent on Facebook ads, you notice you're starting to learn a lot. That definitely if you was high ticket, I'm going to talk about the pros and cons of high ticket and why the focus shouldn't be just high ticket. I'm talking about that. I'm going to make some predictions of how I think all this is going to go down with the elections. Not because if Joe Biden wins or Donald Trump wins, you should go, you know, build a house on a mountain somewhere, sing Kumbaya, burn a fire, and then jump off the, you know, the bridge. I'm not saying do that no matter who wins. Because a lot, it's amazing, there's a lot of people not doing things, not buying things, not starting jobs or starting whatever, all because they're waiting. The the world is watching and waiting. It's It's insane. So... So I'm gonna I'm gonna make some predictions on how I think this is gonna shape up, and obviously I'm gonna be wrong in some ways. In some ways I'm going to be right. I I believe that, and I just want to record these for my sake to see how off I am about things, and go from there. So why do I first of all why do I predict things, and why do I get into politics when I can obviously you know offend some people? Well, first of all, I don't you know I'm not I'm not here to make this a political podcast. I think I say that almost every episode because I'm talking about elections a lot right now because it's one of the the biggest marketing events. And I do know who's going to win the presidency. I do know who's going to win. You know who's going to win? You ready for this? Here's my answer. The best marketer. That's the one that's going to win. By far. And why do I say that? Because when you learn, like for example, because to be a good president, you have to be a good marketer. When you go to select, I'm going to be a Democrat or a Republican, it used to be because that's the way mom and daddy was. Now it's because these are the people I love the most, I want to work with the most, and I'm going to fight for them and repel the other because when you go to say i am for this person i'm for this type of person you automatically repel half the crowd right they say to be a good president you got to get half the country to hate you because that means the other half is motivated for you and is early voting motivated or what record numbers uh, record record numbers numbers are are are, are jumping uh sky high um from what I'm understanding, 20 million, if I'm not mistaken, how many early, I, I believe, 
we've had 20 million comes show up. I could be off. Let's see. Uh, let's see. Just because I'm pulling this up here now. Wow, at least 56 million Americans have already voted in 2020 election. I thought it was 20 million. It's gone up. So 56 million. That was two days ago. So we're probably close to 4 million. 4 million uh, four, so it's probably close to 6 million have voted. And if I'm not mistaken, we had how many voted in 2016? If I'm not mistaken, we had 130 voted in uh, 2016 altogether. I think either we're going to blow completely past that number we're going to blow completely completely pass it or people just just showed up early i'm not i'm not sure so let's see i'm just going through here through the statistics on this but they say let's see um uh, voting age population 200 there's no way that's right there's no way that's right so anyway just moving on but 56 million people have showed up as of two days ago Record, record, record numbers breaking here. I think 130 million voted last time. I could be off about that because I don't know what to believe what I read anymore. But if I'm not mistaken, it was. was and we have 10 days left. So I think this will be the all-time highest year of voting. People are so highly engaged. Uh, right now, Democrats, from what we understand, Democrats, from what we understanding, are beating Republicans. In fact, they're beating them, according to poll numbers right now, by 4 million. 12, 12 million they've recorded and 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 what seven or eight million republicans uh, have, have come out to vote on what they've registered now they're still counting everything obviously and i don't know if they can i don't know if those are guesses those are just people who the who were i don't know exactly how that works i'm not really into it that much but they're saying democrats are ahead which they've always been ahead in early in early voting it's just that's what it's always been but it's definitely record turnout so that's very cool and, and the reason I, I like predicting things and the reason I talk about this stuff is because imagine if you knew how powerful the internet was going to be in the early 90s. If you predicted that this internet thing was going to take over and you had the vision of Jeff Bezos, where would you be today? Right? I mean, just think about it. I was just thinking about this the other day. If I went back in time to to early 90s, which I'd been a kid, I would be buying all the domains. I'd be buying like Walmart.com. <laughs> I would be buying Facebook.com. I'd be buying like Amazon.com. And I probably would be changing the future because they'd be probably calling themselves like, you know, different names or different names or whatever. But Walmart obviously was their name. I'd have bought their domain. I'd probably be getting sued by a lot of people. And they're like, how the world did you know this? I'm from the future. That's why. I'd, but, 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 but anyway, so that's, so the reason I like to predict and I like to study politics, I like to study these things because I like to know where we're going as a human trend. That's why I study human trends. I like to know our buying habits. I like to see. I like to know why this company fell, why this one was successful. Report it to you. I like to keep that. You know, I like to have that put away in my mind. So that way, when I'm making decisions, when I'm creating products, when I'm creating culture within my business, I know where we're going as a people, as a buying habit. I mean, obviously, like in the restaurant world, if you don't have a window and your, if you don't have a hole in your wall, you're 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 going down. That's what we learned. People care about fast and cheap better than they do expensive and high environment, you know, amazing environment. Those companies are, are more at risk than those who, you know, the, the simpler you make your business, like the restaurants who don't sell beer do better than those that do. That's what we, that's what we find because beer makes business complicated. So the simpler you can make your business, 
and and the, the better employees you can find, like Chick Fil A likes to hire like college kids who are young, spry, got that amazing energy, so that way the crowd feel, uh, feels it. And what is amazing to me, like Zaxby's, you know, was 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 created in my hometown. Is I believe it's a billion dollar company. And I was talking to one of the assistant managers, and those guys make fourteen dollars an hour. And that insane. They're running this this huge restaurant. I mean, they're running. They're getting so much traffic, and the one in charge makes fourteen dollars an hour, fifteen dollars, something like that, forty fifteen dollars an hour, running a million dollar company right there. That it that right there just kind of opened my eyes up. I was like, Are you kidding me? You're running all these people fourteen dollars an hour, and and we've got you know we've got people talking about raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars an hour. And I just think that will be crusher. I think in some parts of America, sure, okay, I get it. But some parts in America, I mean, when you're paying assistant managers $14 an hour and the lower workers are making eight, now the those people making eight is not making 15 and now you got to pay assistant manager 20, 25. That's going to be killer. Like that's, that's going to hurt a lot of people. It's going to make margins even. And what's going to happen when they do this it's going to kill more small businesses and it's just going to make the rich richer because they have less competition. So that's why the bigger companies, I mean, they're just going to hire less people, have more machines in place, but yet they're still going to make more money. Like the big companies will always come up on top. The big companies are always going to come up on top because it's going to be more machine, less people, less competition. So they're, they're, still, they're still going to win. Uh, and that's why, that's why I think now is the time to create businesses because the businesses that came before COVID who built their whole complete, like Remington. Remington's a company went bankrupt. There was another one, uh, Stratton, Briggs and Stratton. That's an engine company for like lawnmowers and things. They went, they went bellied up. And we're hearing like Pizza Hut, they closed down 150 in my area, uh, Ruby Tuesdays. Pizza Hut was, and I know I talk about them way too much, forgive me, but they was about the dine-in, Domino was about the takeout. Look at the, look at which one won. Look at which one invests in technology first. Well, and guess which one's older? Pizza Hut's older, but Domino still wins. Why? Because one felt like they knew how the future is going to go down. So that's why I talk about what I'm thinking is going to happen next. And am I going to be right all the time? No, but as I predict and, and I'm wrong sometimes, and then I realize where we're going, I keep tweaking. That helps me understand where this is all going. So what did I learn this week? Because that's what my podcast is really about. What I'm predicting. What did I learn? Zuckerberg is a bad boy. That's what I found out. <laughs> that's what I learned. Creator of Facebook. He is making it hard in the ads right now for everybody in business reach. He's actually paying people to get off Facebook. He is shutting down accounts so fast. He's not shut down all my accounts. Uh, in fact, he hasn't, he hasn't shut down most of my accounts. But he's definitely making things a little bit harder. Making CPMs go up cost per thousand and you think cost per CPM would be like cost per million, but we're, I believe it's cost per thousand. But anyway, keep moving on. So, so high, it's actually cost per thousand. Yeah. It's cost per thousand. Yeah. That, that's not million. That's cost per, I do know that. So, and this is what I found out. Everyone in my world keeps screaming high ticket, high ticket, high ticket, right? That is the way to go is high ticket, you know, run ads to a high ticket offer and you win. That's not how you win. That's something I've learned. I've been taught that. I believe that. I still kind of believe that. But here's what I have learned, right? The focus shouldn't be acquisition as much as it should be customer satisfaction. 
Acquisition is important. Don't get me wrong. 30% of your budget should be going to acquisition for sure. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you're making $1,000 a month and you're spending $300, that hurts, right? That really does hurt. When you're making $10,000, and some say you shouldn't really be getting into Facebook ads until you make 20, 30, 40, 50 grand. Well, some say about 20 grand a month. You shouldn't even be investing in ads until you're doing 20 grand consistently in your company. And that's really up to you. I know people right out the gate invest in acquisition. Amazon, you know, invested in acquisition. Your top companies did, but they borrowed a lot, a lot of money, put you at a lot, a lot of risk. So this is what I want you to think about. Acquisition is very important. And acquisition is like putting pouring money into ads and seeing return. Most people will never get that. Nike, what was fun, I was reading Nike's book, uh, Phil Knight, and he talked about he didn't believe in marketing. He didn't believe in paying for ads to get clients. But he would he would float ten grand to an athlete he thought was gonna be the next star. You know, the next star. I'm a star. <laughs> Sorry, that's a meme or a gif that that came out of me. I'm not sure where that came from. Forgive me. And most people probably think I'm crazy right now because I do stuff like I got these little quirks and gl glitches that come out because I've been influenced by the internet. But anyway, go look it up. I'm a star. Look it up. But anyway, I don't know where that came from. I, I hope I don't know where it came from. It just came out. But anyway. But he would invest into into the futuristic stars, and when he was in, so he would float ten grand instead of floating. But get it? But you got to remember though, this is before Facebook, Google, and it was you know it wasn't as trackable. I think he would change his tune a little bit today because it is absolutely trackable. But even if he was selling you know a thirty dollar pair of shoes and trying to invest Facebook ads and trying to close that, that would be really hard. And that is that is the hard thing about today because. Because people say you don't want to be a commodity. You don't want to be a Walmart. Well, that's true. You don't want to be a Walmart as trying to be the cheapest. I understand that. Like Your goal should be to be the cheapest. But you do have to be fair. You do have to treat people right. And just getting someone to buy just to buy is the wrong attitude. right? You want to sell something to where they feel like they got their money's worth. If you're selling something for $10, they need to be making $100. When someone buys your, so for example, if you're selling, if you're selling cars, people buy a ten thousand dollar car, and then they could be making fifty grand a year, and then drive that thing out for the next five years, and what they made two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a ten thousand dollar investment. That's huge. That's that's huge, and that's why people keep coming back to buy cars. And the same thing with you. You need to get into get by building something that captures a world of people where they keep coming back over and over and over and don't mind. Some people believe like becoming a Netflix and having reoccurring like a really like a really cheap offer and then having a reoccurring. Uh, some believe like Amazon creating an everything store where you're always attracting people to come in. Like you got Hobby Lobby, they they focus on people who want crafts and that kind of, like people who want to crochet, which my wife is a fan and that's what people go there. Because they have they have taken over in a niche and they serve a niche. Like loan officers come to me because I create things for loan officers. What's going to make me a bigger success is by building things that actually that actually work, that actually brings value. And it so so that so that's the key. That's the key. There is actually building things that is useful. Building things that is useful that actually helps people get to where they want to be. I mean, look, you can, there's literally a guy who has sold 100,000 copies on a $60 book that taught people how to jump 
higher. Very simple. He proved he could jump higher just by video himself and jumping higher, talking about he can help people gain an extra six inches of, of and beyond six to ten inches in, in, in jumping height and sometimes higher. And I saw this, you know, and I'm seeing these examples of this. And and, and the fact is, if you say tell the people I can help you do this. Like if a restaurant says we can help you be full and happy on a great price and you do that, they're going to keep coming, coming back. And that's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm telling you. Same thing. We have to get to a place that we quit making big promises that we can't keep. And that's why the way I was raised helps me in this scenario because we was always taught not to lie. And anytime I tell someone, that's what I, that's what I'm going to do, uh, you know. But he, but here's the thing: taking taking uh, smaller objectives and it's taking smaller objectives, like offering bite-sized versions of your business. Because some of us is not as simple as a restaurant, like saying, "Hey, we can. If you're hungry, we can help you be full in a great price." Sometimes it's more complicated than that. Sometimes, uh, sometimes results aren't that easy. Well, you have to make it that easy. You have to take your business and turn it into bite-sized situations, and it's going to be it's going to be way, way, way better for you in that situation. So that is something that I have learned even more, that high ticket is not everything. Getting those customers to understand that you love them, that you're fighting for them, because I fight for the loan officers. Also fight for entrepreneurs, but my specific niche, like Nike was runners, mine is loan officers. I've picked loan officers. I love loan officers. They don't have enough people fighting for them. I am the biggest fighter for them on the acquisition side, building software, acquisition, helping generate leads, and finding high score buyers. That is the trick. That is the hard part, and that is what I want to focus on. So the fact is, is you've got to build a culture and environment where they don't want to leave, so they keep renewing. You're that support, that family, and the thought of leaving you would make them sad, would make them very, very sad, and that's what I am good at doing. That is my gift. Like Steve Jobs, he loved art. Jeff Bezos, he loved books. And that's why you look at their companies, they built things around that. I love connecting. I love making feel people at home. And that's what I do inside of my company. And anytime you join us, uh, you're going to feel like that. And Luke, that's not scalable. There's no way if you've got, you know, a thousand, two thousand, three thousand dollar clients and they renew with you that you can feel them at home. Well, I can, I will good you know that is the plan as long as i got breath in me that's what i'm fighting for good lord willing that's what i'm fighting for and getting people hooked is the key and there's people who want to be hooked you just can't give them a reason to be unhooked so i'm fighting for the loan officer i'm not a one product wonder i want to sell i want to build and create whatever helps them get to where they want to be and they just want to talk to and i'll tell you their mission and my so for example it's good to have a mission right my mission is to help loan officers apps every week with people who can do the deal and helping improve in that process. That's what I do and helping them get closer and, and learn to work without agents. And to, to some of you listening right now, that doesn't make any sense to you because you're not, a, you're not a loan officer. Well, that's why I know the secret language of loan officers and that's why my ads convert. I know their language and it's why I've chosen a very specific people because when I run ads, I sell things they buy because I know their language better than anybody else. And that's part of building a culture, knowing the secret words, knowing the secret terminology, 
that's what it's about. And some people have asked me, like, Luke, how do you become so dedicated to a niche to where you don't jump? You're so focused on a very specific niche. Why is that? Was your family loan officers? No. I mean, I've had family who, who were in the real estate business, but loan officers, these were people that I knew. This wasn't like family, right? These were just friends. And the way I found it is I picked it. I loved who I worked with, and I decided to stay. And I really, and that's it. That's really it. That's just really it. I found a people that I like. I found someone that needs a lot of help, and I can help them. And my competitors are not doing a great job at that. And I know that I can do a better job at that than they can. And I have over a half a million of these people that need my help, and they need a leader. And I see it as a half. A, I see it as a five hundred thousand man army and woman army that I will be the leader of and help them to get ahead because they're not tech savvy. They're not tech savvy. They're not They're not good with ads. They're not good with getting new people in the door every single day. This is what I do. Remember, my headline is this, helping entrepreneurs close bigger, faster, and more easily by building relationships on scale while growing a customer universe. Building customer universes is my gift. Building a place like a Disneyland. Now, I'm definitely not Disneyland level. I'm not Marvel Universe level. Right, I'm not Legoland level yet, but that's what I'm working on, and that, and because once I do that, I mean, I'm working on that. I'm building it one brick at a time, and then when everyone looks up, it's gonna be well. Here's Luke. Here's the Luke guy land. It, Luke has built this world that once you're in it, you don't want to leave because you know Luke cares for you. He loves you, and it sounds kind of corny and cheesy. <laughs> Luke loves you. <laughs> don't leave. <laughs> But I do care for my loan officers, and I care for you guys, too. You guys have been amazing, and I appreciate you subscribing. And I just want to say I appreciate you guys so much. Thanks for listening. That's my prediction. Next week is the last week of this crazy mask called elections, and we can get through this. And, and, and I'm so excited. So excited. The last full week, and after that, we're just days in. Go vote. Go vote. I believe you will. I know most of you will. Proud of you. Let's go do it. Crush it. And let's talk soon. And I'll be talking to you guys next Saturday when we do our episodes here at the Luke Guy Show. Helping you close bigger, faster, and more easily. Talk soon.